This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the internet at www.ri.ro, Channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn, Radio Romania International 1 and in Europe via satellite Utilsat 16A on 11,512 MHz, vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east. We wish you good reception conditions. I'm Cristina Matescu with the news. First, the headlines. Romanian President Klaus Johannes met Ralph Gonsalves, the president of CELAC, the community of Latin American and Caribbean states, on the sidelines of the EU CELAC summit in Brussels. Romania continues to experience intense heat today, with more than half of its territory seeing scorching temperatures. And Romanian football champions Farul Constanța are playing Sheriff Tiraspol of Moldova, away in the second leg of the Champions League preliminary round. Romanian President Klaus Johannes on Monday met Ralph Gonsalves, the president of CELAC, the community of Latin American and Caribbean states, and the prime minister of Saint Vincent and Grenadines on the sidelines of the EU CELAC summit held in Brussels. The two officials discussed ways to consolidate ties between Romania and the states in the region. On the first day of the summit on Monday, President Johannes said the European Union and the Latin American and Caribbean states are key allies in supporting a rules-based international order and the principles of the United Nations Charter. He also highlighted the need for closer cooperation in promoting and addressing common interests and challenges at global level. On Tuesday, the European Union and Uruguay decided to intensify cooperation in pursuing the clean energy transition. According to a European Commission statement, the two parties signed a Memorandum of Understanding on Renewable Energy, Energy Efficiency and Renewable Hydrogen. Romanian Foreign Minister Luminita Odobescu had talks with her Mexican counterpart Alicia Barcera Ibarra on Monday on the sidelines of the EU CELAC summit. Talks focused on giving a new impetus to bilateral relations, including by top-level contact, identifying new areas of sectoral cooperation, the presentation of Romania's position on Russia's military aggression against Ukraine, and an exchange of views on the future of EU-Mexico relations. The areas in which Romania is seeking to improve cooperation with Mexico include civil protection, cyber security and boosting economic ties, with emphasis on enhancing investments. The talks also highlighted the importance of the Romanian community in Mexico and the support given by Romania in the evacuation of Mexican nationals from Ukraine. Romania continues to struggle with a heat wave today. The southern counties and the capital Bucharest are under an orange code, with temperatures expected to hit 38 and 39 degrees Celsius. Other counties in the southeast, west and centre are under a yellow code, with highs expected to range from 33 to 37 degrees Celsius. 
Europe is also struggling with extreme heat, with temperatures of over 40 degrees Celsius expected in a number of regions across the continent. The World Meteorological Organization warns that the heat wave engulfing southern Europe will intensify over the next few days and will continue into August. Experts are warning that global warming in Europe is advancing twice as fast as the world average. They say temperatures are 5 to 6 degrees higher than normal. A red code heat alert is in place today in Italy, Spain, Serbia, Hungary and Bosnia and Herzegovina, while Greece, Austria, the Czech Republic, Slovakia, Poland and Switzerland are under the orange code. Elsewhere, devastating fires are raging in North America, while China is expecting temperatures of up to 45 degrees Celsius. Japan and South Korea are faced with torrential rain and heat that caused victims and significant material damage. Russia pulled out of a four-party deal on the export of Ukrainian cereals via the Black Sea. Signed by Ukraine, Russia, Turkey and the United Nations, the agreement expired on Monday at midnight, with Russia refusing to extend it. The deal allowed Ukraine to transport cereals from its ports via the Bosphorus Strait in Turkey. Russia justified its pulling out of the deal, invoking the obstacles faced by the trade in Russian agricultural products. The last shipment of agricultural products from Ukraine via the Black Sea was inspected on Monday night in Istanbul, a few hours before the expiry of the international agreement. In the first five months of the year, Romania imported 36% less natural gas than in the same period last year, while domestic production grew by 6.6%, according to the National Institute for Statistics. The National Strategy and Forecast Commission estimates that the natural gas production will increase by 3.6% annually by 2026, after a drop of 1.1% in 2022. Romanian football champions Farul Constanza are today playing the Moldovan side Sheriff Tiraspol away in the second leg of the Champions League preliminary round. Farul won the first leg 1-0. Whoever wins will next face either Maccabi Haifa of Israel or Hamrun Spartans of Malta. Three Romanian sides are playing in the Conference League. The winners of the Romanian Cup and Super Cup, CFR Cluj, Sepsi Svintu Gheorghe and FCSB, who are currently in second place in the domestic standings. And that was the news. Romania keeps supporting Ukraine, once again reasserting its solidarity with the neighboring country. I'm Mihaela Ignatescu with more in this report by Leila Kiamil. As a neighboring state, Romania continues to support Ukraine in the context of the war launched by the Russian Federation against it. Attending in Brussels the summit of the European Union and the community of Latin American and Caribbean states, the Romanian head of state, Klaus Johannes, confirmed that Romania will start training sessions next month so that Ukrainian pilots can fly F-16 fighters. Bucharest thus joins other NATO allies, which have already started this type of training. According to the president, this process will be a long one. Bucharest is interested not only in the start of training, but also in a good result in the training of Ukrainian pilots, Klaus Johannes also said. 
corectă. Este un proces care pentru noi este important și este important să se mențină. Noi nu antrenăm piloți. It is a process that is important to us and is important to maintain it. We do not train pilots from August to September. It starts at the end of this summer and it's going to be a long-term project. My interest is to have a well-prepared, solid project with very efficient instructors and to run here a successful project for the Romanian army. President Klaus Johannes. On the other hand, Klaus Johannes has announced that half of the Ukrainian grains have been exported through Romania, and this process will continue. He made these clarifications against the background of the Russian Federation announcing its exit from the agreement on the export of grain from Ukraine through the Black Sea. It is regrettable that the initiative, for which many politicians from all over the world were involved, does not seem to have a bright future, said the Romanian president. We believe that it is important and good to be on the side of Ukraine and to support these exports. We will keep doing it in order to prevent discontinuity, the head of state pointed out. The agreement that had guaranteed the export for the past year expired on Monday at midnight, the deadline set when it was renewed for two months in May. Moscow refused to extend the agreement signed last year in July with Ukraine under the auspices of the United Nations and Turkey, denouncing the obstacles in the trade with Russian agricultural products. The last ship carrying grain was inspected on Monday evening in Istanbul. Despite the war, the agreement allowed the export of millions of tons of Ukrainian grain and agricultural products, which are important for ensuring world food security. A consequence of the expiration of this agreement is the significant increase in the price of wheat. Analysts are of the opinion that this will force Ukraine to export the 2023 crop on alternative routes to river ports and towards the European Union borders, given the high logistics costs. That was Radio Newsreel. Next in this program, sports. Welcome to the Athlete of the Week. I'm Eugen Nasta. Mountain peaks have always posed a challenge for the human being. Notwithstanding, it was not until 1950 that the first over 8,000 meter peak was climbed by a man. Back then, the French Maurice Herzog and Louis Lachenal climbed the Annapurna Peak in the Himalayas. Being able to climb at such an altitude has remained to this day a great performance. Last week, such a performance was reiterated yet again by a Romanian. Climber Horia Koliboshano this past Saturday succeeded to climb Broad Peak in the Karakorum Massif on the Pakistani-Chinese border at an altitude of 8,051 meters. Koliboshano succeeded that with no help from the Sherpas and with no extra supply of oxygen. For 2023, 
it was Romanian climbing's greatest performance. Reason enough for Radio Romania International to designate Oriel Colibosanu the Athlete of the Week. The Broad Peak 2023 expedition was a project carried by the Timisoara-based Alternatives Sports Club, affiliated to the Romanian Climbing Escalade Federation. Horia Kolyboshanu has been a member of for many years now. The Romanian set off from Bucharest on June the 26th, heading towards the Pakistani city of Islamabad. From there, he went to Ascole on the Karakor Romain Road, which is part of the former Silk Road. From there, he went trekking for a week to the base camp. Then the ascension towards the Broad Peak followed, a peak formerly known as K3, a peak separated to the north from the spectacular K2 by the godwin Austin Glacier. Broad Peak was the tenth over 8,000-metre peak Horia Kolibosano has escalated in his career. Also, he took part in 25 international expeditions, being the most accomplished Romanian in the high-altitude climbing. Horia still remains the only Romanian to have reached the K2 and the Daulagiri peaks, rated among the world's most dangerous such peaks. In 2017, Horia Kolibosano climbed Everest with no Sherpas and no extra supply of oxygen. Of the 6,000 successful ascensions of Everest, less than 200 were made with no extra supply of oxygen, a performance considered impossible until 1978. And that's all from Sports Today. You can also access our sports items at rri.io and on Facebook. Focus on Romania. Time now for Hit of the Day on Radio Romania International. Listen to Andrea Bolan and her latest single, Missing Home. Dă-mi o viață întreagă la Paris, o primfeas undeva, la picioarea verde necuprins și pe Hollywood ăsta. Dă-mi o insulă ca paradis, fără nord asupra mea, de-aș trăi așa de Tot mi-e dor de casa mea O să merg peste tot O să-mi dai tot ce vrei Eu mereu mă Pe pământ e mai frumoasă 
Atunci când inimații lângă ai tăi acasă O să merg peste tot O să-mi dai tot ce vrei Eu mereu mă întorc la ai mei Du-mă unde vrei departe În orice colț de pământ Inima din nou se întoarce acasă Unde m-am născut Și du-mă unde vrei pe mare listening to Radio Romania International. Inside Romania. Hello and welcome to our show. I am Kalin Kotsoyu. Anyone who has raised children is familiar with the image of a house turned upside down. We are talking about rooms where nothing seems to be in its place. They got filled with scattered toys, overturned furniture, or as visitors may politely describe them, places full of life. It may be that this is what gave the idea for a park in Romania built around a house which is literally built upside down. We are talking about Brambura Park in the city of Avrig in Sibiu County. We were told about this by Adrian Onzica, the manager of the park. The developers saw a similar house in Germany and said, why not? It is a project that is seen in several stages. Brambura Park wants to offer its visitors, of all ages, a good laugh and good entertainment in an upside-down house, but one which conforms to reality. We have serious play spaces for children, such as inflatable slides and a huge trampoline. We have a mini zoo and places for food and drinks and plenty of surprises. Creating the project, creating the house, was a real challenge, both for the builders and the teams that dealt with all the details of the house. They dealt with 200 square meters in a place where you climb to the ground floor and descend to the top floor. It has everything that a normal house has, just upside down. It is strange to say the least. The house gives you vertigo a bit for two reasons. First, the place is slightly off-kilter by a few degrees while the brain has a hard time dealing with everything being topsy-turvy. Adriano Tsika told us what is impressive about this house. 
sunt așa de multe detalii, încât după șase luni ce am creat casa, eu încă mai văd anumite subtilități. There are so many details that six months after we created the house, I can still see surprise details that I hadn't noticed before. When you get in the house, as the hallway is upside down completely, you find a full-size mirror, some pairs of shoes, a coat hanger, and many more details. Most objects are in the kitchen area, with a table, a fridge, the dishwashing machine, the oven, everything is upside down, including the products inside them. If you want to pick up a condiment, nothing is fake. You can get a condiment, but it is upside down. Of course, they are glued into place with different adhesives, and everything that is heavier is fixed in place. There is a bowl of bananas, there are cups on the upside-down table, a stool is by the fireplace for feeding it with coal. All these details are at the top of the room. The organizer is promised that this is a place that brings people joy, because they get out of their routine way of seeing things, by seeing the world in a different way. And we asked Adriano and Chica what people are saying when they visit the house. A lot of people are surprised since this is unique to Romania. It is quite a large place to visit. They are pretty happy because, in addition to visiting the house, they get to enjoy the specialty foods in our restaurant. The feedback from customers is positive. The park is pretty big. It is six hectares in surface. We have a limit on the number of visitors in the house, 25 to 30, because it would be a pity to not be able to enjoy all the details. As for the total number of visitors, in a big day we have, let's say, 1,700 to 2,000 tourists. But the average in reality is around 200 to 300 tourists a day. In addition to the gravity-defying house, which makes you feel weightless, visitors can go to the miniature zoo, which is home to a few alpacas, a few deer fawn, a few goats and rabbits. Adriano Antica launched an invitation to go play for all ages. We want everyone, big and small, to have fun. To take your family out for a good time, to eat, get away from things, laugh, make noise and carry on. At Brambura Park, the whole family will enjoy themselves. You have been listening to Inside Romania.
Let's now take another musical break and listen to Horia Brenchu with a song titled I Am Who I Wanna Be. This is Radio Romania International. Cultural event. Hello and welcome to this cultural broadcast. I'm Kalin Kotsoyu. At one of the headquarters of the Bucharest Municipal Museum in the center of the capital, at Schutzer Palace, an exhibition is taking place until the end of July that combines the recent history of Romania with one of the most beloved themes in painting, the portrait. It is called Between Gheorghe Udej and Nicolae Ceaușescu, the Communist Portrait in the Collections of the Bucharest City Museum. Gheorghe Udej, 1901-1965, was the communist leader of Romania from 1947 until his death in 1965. Nicolae Ceaușescu, 1918-1989, 
was the last communist leader of Romania, Romanian dictator and head of the state of the Socialist Republic of Romania from 1967 until the fall of the communist regime with the revolution of 1989. The exhibition presented at the Shutsu Palace tries to capture the diversity of faces from the Romanian communist period. The portrait in this historical period has multiple valences and meanings. On the one hand, it is an act of immortalizing those portrayed. On the other hand, the portrait acquires attributes through the aspiration towards greater ideals. New heroes portrayed, commoners, not blue bloods. One of the three curators of the exhibition, Cesar Petre Buyumac, explained to us the approach that was the basis of the organization of the exhibition. The exhibition includes a series of works of fine art, painting, engraving, decorative art and craft sculpture, but also photographs, posters or press clippings. All components of the construction of the cult of personality, both for Gheorghe Gheorghe Udej and Nicolae Ceaușescu. The approach is important because it brings to the visitors the way in which the population was visually assaulted by the political propaganda of the communist regime imposed in Romania by Stalin with the help of the Red Army. The approach is intended to remind of the times that must not return and to bring before the new generations a type of manifestation that they can recognize when there are attempts to restore it. Delia Bran, the second curator of the exhibition, introduced us to the stylistic elements of the period. The artistic canon of the period is the socialist realist one. The Gheorghe Gheorghiu Dej period adopts a portrait canon borrowed from Moscow. Most of the poses in which the portrayed Romanian leader appears are similar to those in which Lenin was portrayed. This canon is imposed on Romanian artists through various methods of coercion and artistic education. I am thinking here of the artistic guidance commissions of the early 1950s. Through these exhibited artifacts, however, we want to capture this takeover, let's call it, of the artist, in the cultural policy practiced by the communist state. More precisely, it is about a phenomenon of framing the artist first through an educational canon, then through the distributions made immediately after completion of studies in various industrial branches where they were to perform. So regardless of the period in which we find ourselves, for the duration of the entire regime, we believe that official art has preserved the valences of socialist realism. This has been Cultural Event. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Next in this broadcast, it's your music. I'm Cristina Mateescu, and today we're dedicating this show to Margareta Puslaru, one of Romania's most popular singers, who this year celebrates her 80th birthday. In her long career, she has recorded around 1,000 songs, which makes the choice today very difficult. Let's begin, though, with a song from 1965 called One Step Away from Happiness. Stau și mă întreb pentru ce Suntem doi când puteam să fim doar unul Pentru ce și-au umbrit două vieți zorii prime dimineți 
Vin amintiri și-mi vorbesc Glasuri vechi care gând îmi dojenesc Și-mi amintesc de un sărut dorut Și rămas neînceput de un vis ce-am murit Neîmplinit la un pas de Nekulesnyocheneunzeles,nyocheneunzeles,nyocheneunzeles,nyocheneunzeles,nyocheneunzeles,nyocheneunzeles,nyocheneunzeles,nyocheneunzeles,nyocheneunzeles,nyochene
fecera par podoape de argint Sub neonul care arde în fața porții Vin zeci de fluturi și într-un dans eu-i se Undeva se aud un cântec de chitară care murmură cei doi îndrăgostiți. Aspi trec la mare cea din urmă seară și pe bancă se sărbută. Margareta Păslaru has also acted in films and has worked on the stage, including in radio theater. Let's listen next to her singing the Song of the Fairy, the soundtrack for Veronica, a 1970s children's film she also starred in and which enjoyed immense success. Margareta Puslaru fled communist Romania to move to the U.S., with the result that her songs were banned from being played on radio and TV. She has returned to Romania regularly after the fall of communism, enjoying renewed popularity, doing TV shows, tours and writing new music. Let's end this program with a song from 1972 called Time, the music and lyrics of which she wrote herself. 
Living Romania. Coming up next. People and places. Welcome to a fresh installment of People and Places with me, Mihaela Ignatescu. I devote today's edition to Doina Cornea, a symbol of the anti-communist resistance in Romania, who passed away exactly five years ago. Later, in People and Places, I invite you to join me on a trip to Alba Iulia in Transylvania, also a symbol of the fight for justice and freedom. Stay tuned. Doina Corna was born in Brasov, central Romania, on May 30, 1922, into a family of Transylvanian country people with strong Christian beliefs. She studied French and Italian and later became a lecturer and then an associated professor at the French department of the philology faculty of the Babes Boya University in Cluj. In the 1980s, Doina Corna spoke fervently against the communist regime on Radio Free Europe. In 1983, she was sacked from university and became subject to a long and tough string of investigations, interrogations, threats and even physical violence ordered by the then authorities. Together with her son, she spread 160 manifests of solidarity with the workers in Brasov who rioted on November 15, 1987 and were both arrested and kept in prison for five weeks. A year after her death, the Humanitas Publishing House, established by the philosopher Gabriele Ciano, launched a volume titled The Power of Fragility, an editorial project that was expected by many as a necessary occurrence, 
meant to recall and bring into the current consciousness the remarkable life of the anti-communist militant Doina Cornea. As Gabriel Ligiano himself put it, it was a great opportunity to publish a book that deserved to come to life not for its profitability, but for its role of bringing to light the grand gesture of personalities that marked our history, as Doina Cornea did. To many, indeed, Doina Cornea is the embodiment of the anti-communist hero. As she once recalled, her political commitment activated in Strasbourg in 1965, during a visit she paid to some friends who were criticizing de Gaulle in a coffee shop, therefore in a public space. She expected to see her friends arrested, but nothing happened. Realizing the constraints imposed by the communist regime in Romania, including the impossibility for citizens to express freely, she felt ashamed and decided it was her duty to do something about it. You are listening to Radio Romania International. In one of their conversations, Doina Cornea told Gabriel Lichan, I quote, It's taken me 10 years to be able to form myself from within in the shape that allowed me to behave the way I did. That means that there comes a moment when you look back at your life and you can no longer accept that the most important value in the world is to just live, but in a certain way and in certain conditions, in which your dignity is not badly scarred and your need for freedom must be voiced. After the anti-communist revolution of 1989, Doina Corna was co-opted into the National Salvation Front, but she resigned soon after because of the transformation of the movement into a political party, which maintained many of the traits of the Communist Party. She founded the Anti-Totalitarian Democratic Forum as a first attempt to unify the democratic opposition, which would later turn into the Democratic Convention in Romania, the founding member of the Group for Social Dialogue, the Civic Alliance and the Memoria Cultural Foundation. Doina Corna died on May 4, 2018 in her home in Cluj-Napoca and was buried with military honors. She devoted most part of her life to denouncing the lies and the imposture of the communist regime because her creed was clear. I quote, Only living in truth we can stay alive, creative and free, functional and integrated into the world, in its higher realms and meanings. And only by individually resuming such spiritual values, lost or forgotten, we will be able to regain our strength to deal with the challenges of history as we did so many times in the past. People and Places continues on Radio Romania International. The place I invite you to briefly visit with me next is Alba Iulia in Transylvania, Central Romania, a place full of history and tradition. Alba Iulia is generally well known for its age and for the significance of the local and national historical events it has hosted a long time. Today's Alba Iulia is divided into the upper and the lower towns. The upper town comprises millennia-old monuments, very well preserved, and the lower town is a modern European town. Alba Iulia boasts many beautiful monuments belonging to religious architecture, military architecture, such as the 18th century bastion and the garrison. 
As for the religious edifices, the oldest and best known is the Roman Catholic Cathedral, a combination of Roman, Gothic, Renaissance and Baroque styles. Also worth visiting are the Augustinian, Dominican, Jesuit, Franciscan and Trinitarian abbeys. The Orthodox Cathedral was erected after the Grand Union of the Romanian Principalities in 1918. From an architectural point of view, it is different from the other religious monuments as it displays elements typical of the southern Carpathian architecture. The locals say that the fortified city is the most fascinating place. It is made up of seven bastions and has all the fortification elements adapted to the military techniques of the time. Entrance is ensured through seven gates, most of them decorated with statues and reliefs. The fortress is also the most significant Baroque figurative art ensemble in Transylvania and is home to the Bathenium Library which hosts extremely old and rare manuscripts. From May 1st until the end of September, in the fortress of Alba Carolina, as it used to be called, visitors have one more reason to be there at noon to witness the changing of the guard ceremony. The Alba Iulia Guard of Honor brings back to life the military spirit of the Habsburg period. 28 soldiers dressed in uniforms identical to those of the Hungarian army give visitors the opportunity to watch a triumphal march, which recalls the glory of a dawned era. So if you decide to visit the place, accommodation is no problem, no matter the season you choose. You can select from a variety of hotels and guest houses for all tastes and all pockets. Well, that's about all from People and Places today, but I leave you in the company of good Romanian music with Maria Gheorghiu and her hit Rainbow. I'm Mihaela Ignatescu, thank you for listening. Din ceruri desprins de pământ ne cuprins, tu ești cerul curvat, podul de ape revărsat peste noi, împlinit în culori. Tu ești mai mult decât știi, tu ești tot ce eu am uitat. Tu ești ce aș putea deveni, de fapt, tu ești cerul spălat.
focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. Welcome to Simply Folk. I'm Eugen Nasta. Dubbed the Nightingale of Banat, Mariana Dragicescu was the traditional music vocalist who fleshed out the soul of her elegiac songs from the rocks of Banat Mountains, caressing them with the beauty of the tears shed in that historical province. The artists saw the light of day in the village of Bogultin, the commune of Kornereva, the county of Karas Severin, on September the 25th, 1952, and took to heaven at the still tender age of 45 on April the 3rd, 1997, in Toronto, Canada. Ever since she was a child, Mariana Dragicescu loved the traditional song handed down to her by her grandfather, who could play the flute. You are now invited to listen to a love song performed by Mariana Dragicescu. And with that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 17 UTC on 13,750 kHz in the DRM system and on 15,180 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs, tomorrow, at 11 UTC on 15,320 and 17,670 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet, at www.rri.ro, channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at rri.ro. Goodbye.